do that. Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. It's good to have everybody back here in the studio. We got Dave to my right, Juan on the buttons, and we got Mr. Jim Spencer, our bodyguard, in studio with us this evening. It's good to be. Yeah, so if you were looking to, to, to attack pick a fight, us, yeah. you missed your window, okay? He's yeah, back. He, he's back. So he's like, he's like Mike Tyson. He's back. I so. hear Mike Tyson still got it. I've seen the videos, and he, he I, I would not want to be in the ring with him. I'll, no. I'll say that much. That's, yeah, that's what I hear. He's still got it. Uh, Dave, He's you, not very good on those uh, hovercraft, those, what do you call Hoverboards? Those? Hoverboards. Is that what they're called? I don't know. I know. I've seen a video of him just biting it hard <laughs> on one of those. Uh, uh, a lot of people have, have videos of themselves biting it hard on, on those things, yeah. We, we have a, a, a joyous time right now. Uh, public Holy Mass is being opened up to Resume. at least here in the uh, Diocese of Tulsa in eastern Oklahoma. Yeah. Very excited about that. In fact, it was so awesome. St. Anne, so the first day that they were allowed to open uh, Masses up to the public, St. Anne's and Broken Arrow said, okay, we're having a midnight Mass. Yeah, I heard about that, and I was like, yes. That was so awesome. I wish I would have been able to go. That would have been, that, that was just like so, yeah. that was epic. Yeah, I didn't hear about it until... It was just hours away, and I'm sure that was a. When you have kids, you have to plan for stuff like that, right? You know? um, I'm sure that was a Father Matt Gerlock, Father Sean O'Brien collab there, no doubt. But um, no doubt. So we're excited. We get to have have the opportunity to, to attend mass again. Um, it has been so excited about that. It has been a, a a drought, but it man, it makes you only appreciate it more. Yeah. So. Um, and I'm excited about our, our drink this evening, Dave. Why don't you introduce it I to us? I am very excited about our drink this evening. This is the Ardbeg Drum. So this is the two, 2009, it's a 2019 limited edition. It uh, Have you ever heard of Ardbeg Day? Not until today. Yeah. So is it I, You know how old I was when I found out about Ardbeg Day? This old. Today. Today old. That's how old yeah. I've been. Today old. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you know what day of the year it is? Yes. What what is that? What day? It's a Monday. Oh. Which one? The nineteenth. Of the nineteenth of May. No, not today. Uh, the oh. Ardbeg Day. Oh. I thought you were asking about today. And I was like No. Yeah, I know. I what, know what day I it is. I know what day it is. I you guess. struggled to know what day that, it was today. Is it weird? <laughs> well, I'm like <laughs> Yeah, because so it's the eighteenth. Is it the eighteenth? Is, is it the eighteenth or the nineteenth? I don't know. Oh man, uh, uh, I was I was looking on here to see okay, if it says too long. I'm what this. the island is. 
Um, because it's kind of a funny island. It's a, it sounds funny. Well, I'm pouring while you're looking. Yeah. But it's called Ardbeg So Drum. anyway, every year they have Ardbeg Day. Okay. And it, they have like a huge party on this island. And I want to go now that I know about it. I mean, that, that would be just super epic. And um, so they have a limited edition release mm-hmm. every year. This is the 2019 edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is uh, aged. It This is a whiskey without an age statement. Okay. Um, and it's finished in X bourbon barrels. So, um, it's supposed to, I I haven't tried it yet. I was just reading about it earlier. It's supposed to be, you know, got the PD, um, mixed with that island finish. Well, you said, uh, X bourbon barrels, but I, it's rum, rum. I said, you're right. I did say bourbon X rum barrels. So it's got, you know, it's It's got the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate. Okay. It has pineapple. So on the box, it shows pineapple notes, briny notes, ripe banana notes. You can definitely smell the banana. A long, smoky finish, fragrant pine resin, pineapple, scotch matured in X bourbon casks, rested in X rum casks. So it's rested in X rum casks. Yeah. Typically, the- which just means it's not in there for too long. Right. Normally, like, like thirty days, you know, or a couple a couple months. Yeah. Sometimes six, yeah. So let's try it. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass and cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Let's give let's give uh, Jim a toast. Jim. Adam's going to give you a toast. Jim, we welcome you back to the studio this evening, and I pray, <laughs> and I and I pray one day when we all get to heaven, you get to welcome us into heaven like we welcomed you tonight oh, into so the study. You hope he dies first. That's what you're saying. I'm just Jim, pl- I'm just we all the hope odds. you die first. We, I'm just playing the odds here. <laughs> just playing the odds. Uh, to Jim. To Jim. <laughs> We're going to do this at your funeral. <laughs> to Jim. Yeah, he's going to be like, uh, one of my requests whenever I die is don't let Adam and Dave come. Hmm. <laughs> What, did you get anything on the nose? Did you? What? Oh yeah, there's a lot of banana on the nose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, that is. Uh, and also, it's, I was about to say, wow, there's a lot of smoke on the nose. But then I realized Juan's smoking his pipe, pipe right next yeah. to me. <laughs> like, oh, I think that's actually Juan's pipe that I'm smelling. Because like, I was thinking, it's incredible how smoky the aroma is. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, definitely banana. On the nose, though. I like the taste. It's uh, not quite what I expected. Hmm, me either. You know? Because I, be, I thought it'd be sweeter, but there's just a very small touch of, of sweetness of that pineapple, I guess, that they're, they're talking mm-hmm. about. To me, it's more... Uh, on the nose, It's it smells like the like almost candied pineapple. Um, it, you get all the, the, yeah. the banana, the sweetness, and then as soon as you... As soon as it hits your mouth, it's like, wow, that is a nice long finish. That's a that's more Ardbeg than a, than a sweetness. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. It definitely has that Ardbeg uh, mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. Bri- to it. The briny. Yeah, it, it's very light in the mouth too. It's not too uh-huh. oily. I don't know if like, but many of the Ardbegs. I mean, if you just look at the color, 
they have this very light, like pale yellow color to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of other whiskeys have, you know, dark mm-hmm. amber colors. Uh, this is kind of another signature Ardbeg mm-hmm. uh, characteristic is the, just the light color, the iodine. Man, to me, the, the finish tastes exactly like the Ardbeg 10. It is. I agree. I mean, I, could, I couldn't change the difference between... or differentiate mm-hmm. the Ardbeg 10 with this on the finish. Now the, the, I agree. The, the, the nose is, a, is completely different, but the finish is the exact same, is what I think. I really, really like it. So you, you drink more Ardbeg than I do. So I drink a lot of Ardbeg because it's... You're very familiar with it. So what are your thoughts? In, do you agree with that? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. When I taste this, I say that's definitely Ardbeg mm-hmm. because it's, it is, the finish is so similar to the 10, just like what you said. Um so this bottle is like $105. Okay, so it's expensive. It's an expensive bottle. I don't know that it would necessarily... I'm not sure that I would... I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth $105. I mean, it's a great whiskey. Yeah, it's delicious. But I'd rather have two Ardbeg tins. Yeah, two uh, and a half Ardbeg tins. To one of these. Because at the same time when I bought this whiskey, mm-hmm. I bought another one for myself, a regular Ardbeg 10, for $42. Mm-hmm. You know, so like... You could get two and a half bottles of Ardbeg 10 for the same price. You know what I'd like to do? I would like to have a, a blind taste test with you and I for our patrons. Like to have one pick, you know, five whiskeys that we don't know anything about. Yeah. And let us try to see if we can... Name the most expensive one? Or at least name what they are. You know, this is a, uh, you know, this is a oh. Highland Scotch. This oh, is, okay, this is yeah, an that, Irish Scotch. That would be interesting. And to see how, how, how close we could get. I the, think I could. I think I could do that. Is this a bourbon or a Scotch or an and see Irish if you can whiskey? Even, even get it down to what distillery it is. I I don't think I could do that. It, unless it it was, on, if it on, was Laphroaig or Ardbeg, you could do that. I could tell you this is an Ardbeg or this is a, a Laphroaig. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, there's no. I don't. There's no way I could. Dude, one of the other things that we're doing with our patrons right now is here. If you check if this you're, out, if you're on, a, check it out on YouTube or, or Facebook. So what we did is we had a guy, we commissioned a guy to uh, to make a St. John Paul II picture of him. Uh, it's a it's an awesome picture, and we've we've framed it. Really it really is that is a nice a nice picture. Yeah. So what we what we've done is we've we we already picked the ten. Guys. I like his his uh, like five o'clock shadow. Shadow. Yeah. Like it's a manly, like yeah. I've been I shaved, working. I shaved my full beard this morning. Yeah, so we picked 10 guys who have already been uh, patron members um, on the $25 level. The next 10 people who are who subscribe to $25 level will automatically get it. We'll ship it with, yeah. along with all the other and We've had two perks. people do it already. Cause you three. Po- three people. We've had posted, three people so, so, at the time of this. So, yeah. Um, and we'll post the names of the people who've already won as well. So we, we got these. This is just kind of an extra perk. We, we get that you're not signing up to support our show for all the extra benefits, but it's just a way of Dave and I being able to say, hey, thanks, we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we also have some some recordings, some professional recordings coming up that I have almost done, and they're, they're the great, like, Papal Encyclicals on, like, the Freemasons, on the Rosary, on uh, St. Francis of Sisi, of, I mean, there's... Yeah, I that's have, gonna be awesome. I have, like, six or seven of them kind of in the can ready to go the encyclicals you've always wanted to read right now more convenient right because they're going to be just for our patrons yeah for our patrons uh they'll be on audio form done very very well very professional so just another reason another perk by supporting the show um go to patreon.com slash the catholic man show to do that yeah 
We're gonna, we're gonna talk about sawzaws whenever we get back. Sawzalls. We'll be right back. Sawzaw. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We've got Juan Posada and Jimberly Spencer. Sorry, Jim. That's his least favorite. That's got to be his least favorite. And we've been harping on Jim. Jim, it's just only because we miss you, man. We love you. Yeah. That's what you get for being gone for so long. Yeah. Making fun of you on national radio. <laughs> Worldwide podcast. <laughs> Uh, so happy birthday to John Paul II. Yeah, 100. 100 years young today, if he was still alive. Mm-hmm. He would be 100 years old today. Yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. That ain't no regular birthday. No. Centennial. Yeah. It's just incredible. You did it, John Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we all will at some point. <laughs> you were born 100 years ago. Yeah. I mean, you died a while back, but... I was thinking Dude, today, 15 like fifteen years ago. 15. What if I was thinking today? What if because people live to be a hundred? What if he was still the Pope? Oh man! Like, <laughs> would that be crazy? Like, think of all the stuff that's happened between now. Yeah. Between like his papacy and today. Yeah, is when we were seniors in high school to today. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, like, a lot has changed. I mean, yeah, that, just that would be so. It would be nuts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so we're talking today, our man gear is a Sawzall. Commonly, what is commonly referred to as a Sawzall, it's really a reciprocating saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Milwaukee in 1951 came out with the first Sawzall. That was what they called it. Um, originally, they were thinking about calling it like an electric hacksaw. Um, because be fitting. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it was supposed to do. So... The reciprocating saw was invented by a man. Uh, the people who invent tools never really get famous. Um, the brand takes all the fame. Uh, Milwaukee, though, they make some good tools. Um, yes, they and do. so in 1951, they changed the game. Okay. I mean, the saws all really did change the game because they took uh, a portable saw. I mean, before this, you had to you were do, taking a hacksaw by hand. Mm-hmm. cutting through things so like especially for plumbers who might be cutting through what at the time was a lot of metal pipe mm. um i mean just think about the work and grind that this saw just brought to them so uh i brought my i'm jealous my saws all here in um, the most holy way possible i'm jealous yes so i bought this just a few months ago as i've been remodeling my bathroom Looks great, by the way. You've done a great job. And I'm thinking about remodeling it again, just so I can... <laughs> Starting you, over. Just so I can cut more stuff with this thing. <laughs> because it really is incredible. Uh, I used it just the other day. I was um, trying to replace the tank on my on one of the toilets. And you know the bolts that are at the bottom of the toilet? Yes. Totally stripped out. Because they oh, were, man. you know, like kind of... They'd been there rusted a long time. And, yeah. Rusted, yeah. And it's like, what am I going to do? And I, I said, I got a sawzall. <laughs> so I just put on the metal blade and put that blade right between the tank uh-huh. and the and the Bowl. seat. Yeah. And just went, Whoa! And 
in just like a second, it was like, like the bolt was gone, you know, and water was leaking all over the place. It was awesome. Um, so uh, I have, this is the one I got. It's a, it's a DeWalt. You know, I have DeWalt stuff. And, you know, we kind of talked about this before. And when you commit to a... The ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to, because you're paying for the battery. This is what you're paying for. Right. Right here. This is the expensive thing. Right. The tool itself is actually not very expensive. Um, the batteries are what cost so much. So you don't want to have to have like, oh, I have a Ryobi battery and charger right. for my leaf blower. I have a DeWalt for my drills. You know, I have a Craftsman, Craftsman for, for my saws. For, exactly, for my other stuff. Yeah. Um, so I have DeWalt stuff. So I keep getting more DeWalt stuff. Right. You know, it's really... It's great for DeWalt. Mm-hmm. Um, but Milwaukee, like I said, they invented the Sawzall. And really, uh, they might be, you know, they're certainly in the discussion of who makes the best power tools. Yeah, Milwaukee, yeah, sure did. Sure uh, they have a fantastic... And we're not, we're not sponsored by we're them. Not, we're not sponsored by Milwaukee. They have a fantastic uh, warranty on all their stuff. I think that they have lifetime warranties on many of their tools nice now that doesn't include the battery i don't think but i think it's they do have like ridiculous warranties warranty on the battery as well so if you're thinking about i'm going to be buying tools and let's say you have a lot of money also let's say you're both of those people you're thinking about buying tools and you say i have a lot of money milwaukee is for you because they are expensive you know Mm -hmm. you know when you mentioned earlier off the show is hilti you Mm -hmm. know those are expensive too Mm -hmm. um and what wouldn't you know it? The more expensive something is, like the better it tends to be. Not always. Not always. But I'm a sucker for, for that. For instance, this bottle of scotch right here. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a sucker for the. I uh, am too, dude. If it that if it's more expensive, I feel like I'm getting a better like. It, oh man, I'm there. Like I'm in the store. I've I'm comparing. It's like, well, this one or that one. It's like, well, this one's more expensive. So I'll go ahead and buy that one. Right. That is the worst. It gets me every. I know. You know, like I am a sucker. For that terrible logic. Right. However, there have been times where I didn't buy the more expensive one. And then I said, like, I should have just bought the more expensive one. Yeah. Because sometimes when you buy the cheaper one, it actually costs you more. Because you spent that money. Plus, then you still had to go back and mm-hmm. buy the more expensive one when you realized the first one you bought was a piece of crap. Right. So. Hey, this, I have a question for you. The Sawzall, though. Okay. Before you ask me the question. Sure. They have all these different... I, I brought my blades here, so you can get metal blades, wood blades. They even make glass cutting blades. Um, PVC pipe blades, I'm Oh, sure. well, the, you can just... PVC, just pick any of the blades. Yeah. I yes. mean, you could probably cut through PVC with the back, the backside of one of these <laughs> blades. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so they make blades for everything. This is not something that you're going to be doing finish work with. Right. This is rough... This is a better demolition tool than construction tool. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But if you need to tear something down, mm-hmm. this will do it very quickly. In fact, I've been using it even just like this year. I was trimming up some some hedges with my sawzall. <laughs> okay. Not like bushes, you know, like where you'd use a bush trimmer. But I've got like this, oh, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of like a tree bush thing okay you know and you got to trim down some of the big limbs that grow every year saws i just took the saw and it was like it was over so quick i was a little disappointed you know like well that was easy that actually went really well it went like 
that was fast. I, I didn't even break a I sweat. I would have kind of liked to do a little bit more, but like it's I was done. Working a little bit more. Right, yeah. So, uh, since like the last two months I've had this, I have used it all the time. Yeah. Just because... It's like a flamethrower. Once you get one, right? You once you have a flamethrower, you, you just, realize I'm gonna use like it. everybody should have one of these. Mm-hmm. That's a, that Adam. That is a great example. That may be the greatest example you've ever had in your life well, about it's, anything. It's only taken me like 230 episodes to get there. This was it. This is it. So we're gonna wrap question. up the show, yeah. <laughs> and we're we, done. We peaked. <laughs> uh, question. Okay. Are we still doing the Catholic Mancho campout this year? We've had a lot yeah, of people asking yeah, like, about whether or not we ha- we're doing the Catholic Mantra look, camp I'm, out. I'm just going to... We're doing the camp out, okay? I don't, no, I don't uh, care anything about the coronavirus. I think it's the dumbest thing in the whole world. I don't wear a mask, okay? Okay, but that's not where I was going. That's I just me. wanted you to... I don't... But you're asking because... I, the, the question behind what you said is because of the coronavirus, are we still doing the camp out? I'm going camping. If anybody else wants to go camping, come on out. We're going to. We haven't picked the date yet. If you're worried about it, don't come. There's. I'm not judging you, but you don't. If just don't come if you're worried. I mean, it's that. It's that easy. Don't yeah. sign up. We don't have a date yet, but it'll be either the end of September or sometime in October. Right. Uh, we just did a, a show with on Patrick Coffin's show, and we talked about the camp out. You can yeah. go check that out. But. Uh, so we've had a lot of people asking, emailing us if that was still on. So you can go to thecatholicmancho.com, uh, sign up for our email list because that's where we're going to be blasting yep, it out yep. to everybody uh, to make yes, sure that we go. Assuming that we're allowed to do it um, because, you know, we are obedient uh, to we are be- obedient sons of the church and of legitimate authority. So assuming that we are allowed to have the camp out, we'll, we will be having the camp out. Okay, good. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Uh, and Juan's going to be there this year, which will be great. Yeah. And Tyler McKee said he's going to come with all of his famous chocolate chip oh, with cookies. With the cookies, yeah. Dude, I made. I was so generous. Can I tell you how generous I was this weekend? Yes. How virtuous I was this weekend? Yeah. Uh, was I the recipient? No. My parents were. I'm not, I, I'm not as excited I brought, anymore. But. You know, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler shipped us these cookies. Yeah, I know. I done ate them all. Uh, well, I brought 12 of them over to my parents' house mm. and, co- and cooked them for my my parents look there's generosity and then there's foolishness and i was i was on the brink i was i was teetering back and forth but i thought mm. you know what i'm gonna get i only you know what i did charity though? is restraining my tongue right now you know what i did i, w- I wasn't very generous to my kids though because yeah. i only allowed them to have half of a cookie each because like listen these cookies you guys just can't appreciate these cookies right. yeah I everybody agree. all the kids get half a cookie i agree they don't care you know, like yeah. I, so my kids, we, they have all this Easter candy still. We let them pick it out. They'll, you know, they're sitting there. It's like a, a dark chocolate, you know, uh, like, uh, whatever mm-hmm. Snickers or, uh, what's the ones like Mi- midnight something It's their dark chocolate version, Milky way, midnight Milky way. Have you ever had one of those? Those are no. pretty good. And they'll choose a starburst over so of, these, of these chocolates. You would choose a starburst. Over dark chocolate? I don't really like chocolate that much, though. That is ridiculous. I mean, I like chocolate, but... You know who else doesn't like chocolate? Members of the reprobate. Okay. I I like... I'm pretty sure Martin Luther hated chocolate. I'm making that up, but it wouldn't surprise me. Definitely Zwingli. (laughs) Definitely him. Yeah, that guy hated chocolate. (laughs) All right, when we get back, we're going to... The topic's on diligence, correct? Correct. Okay, we're going to talk about diligence here when we get back. 
I got nothing against Starburst. Okay, good. Just, I don't know. We'll be back. Welcome back, Easter people. Sitting here drinking a little bit of Ardbeg rum, which is good. Not good for $105. Um, yeah, but not, a good whiskey. Not worth the buy, in my right. opinion. Um, but we're going to talk about diligence. Oh, wait, you had the story. Go ahead. Okay, so, I, you know, we sorry, do. We got carried away. We do have Shocker. a, uh, a Saw's All story. Quickly. One time. Uh, Many years ago, we went to Oregon, uh, Haley's family's from Oregon, so we were staying with her parents, and when we got there, her dad was in the back trimming some trees, okay? They had some power lines that were just actually beyond their backyard, kind of in a green belt, and he, they were kind of starting to get on the, the power lines, and you know, like a, in good uh, Ron Swanson fashion, he said, I'm going to handle this myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need to call the city. All right. I'm capable of fixing I, this myself. I know more than you. Right. So he says, I got a sawzall and I got a long pole and I got a piece of string. I got all that I need to fix this situation. And so he took that sawzall and duct taped it onto the long pole, like with a lot of duct tape, mm-hmm. you know, a secure amount of duct tape and tied that string right around the trigger. And just, and just hoisted that sawzall up to that branch and just pulled the string. <laughs> There's one branch come crashing down, you know. Well done. It was just super funny. And I remember thinking, like, I didn't know they had rednecks here in Oregon. But I feel right at home. Mm-hmm. It was a very... It's a good Southern engineering. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was a, he was being a good host in just making me feel at home yes. there. With the saws all on the pole. Yeah. Also, we do not recommend doing that. Right. Just in, if it don't, ne- don't. I shouldn't have to say that, yeah, but it just but. dawned on me. Actually, I feel like maybe I need to. <laughs> I shouldn't have to, but we don't recommend right. doing that. So last week we talked with Father Brian O'Brien on resilience. It yes. Was, it was a good episode. And I think that our topic tonight on diligence kind of piggybacks right off of resilience. It does. And I think it also piggybacks off of piggybacking the one before that about praying always man we are just it just like it just it's the everything the hermeneutics, there's a plan hermeneutics 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 of of the catholic man show yeah dude just, like we know what we're doing <laughs> we don't just plan week to week hermeneutics what the topic will be we know why was that so hard for me okay words are diligent diligence Diligence. okay so diligence is one of the seven capital virtues okay so there's all these different genres of virtues you've got your theological virtues you've got your cardinal virtues and you've got your capital virtues okay so the capital virtues are the antithesis to the 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 seven deadly sins the seven capital sins okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so those the seven capital sins are gluttony, lust, envy, anger, pride, and sloth, and greed, and greed. Don't forget greed. I like to say sloth. I noticed. It's better than sloth. I was just going to let it roll. One's an animal. Yeah. Okay. And one will send you to hell. The animal's not going to send you to hell, but no. sloth will. 
Okay. I heard I heard like a monk say it that way one time, and it's like, yeah, I'm totally doing that. <laughs> it's way better. Yeah. Sort of like anytime you hear like some old guy say the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. It's like, God, I should do that. Yeah, like Catholic hipster kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so diligence is the antithesis or the antidote to the capital sin of sloth. Okay, sloth is. Uh, Fear of um, a good because of it's difficult. Yeah, fear would, is an interesting way yeah, of putting what, it. What's what's the word I should be using? I would just say avoiding avoid, avoiding uh, the good. The, the, yeah, n- you're kind of but you, there's kind of a fear there. Like uh, I don't want to do like it. It's like an uncomfort of, of yeah, not wanting to. Yeah, you 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 don't do the good because it's arduous. Right. That is that is sloth or sloth. If you want to be cool about it, which is different than effeminacy. Effeminacy is not the same. No, they're they're two different things. One's because but, they're, but they but can very they can kind of seem the same sometimes. Sure. Sure. Uh, because effeminacy is avoiding the good because of the pleasure. Right. You want because there's there's no pleasure in it. You know you you don't want the well, avoid, un, you don't want to be uncomfortable. Right. Avoiding avoiding the ar- because of the be- lack of pleasure because because of the pleasure that you have. Right. And. Or the because if or you do the arduous thing, you there will be a lack of pleasure in right. it. And I want, I want to be comfortable, right? You know, which we're not made. I for. need my safe space. Yeah. So anyway, um, diligence is something that we should all be focused on, and it's like one of those things that this is one of those virtues that comes into play all the time. Mm-hmm. At every single moment, we have the opportunity to put this particular virtue into practice, which is not the same for all the virtues. Honesty, for instance, you do not have the opportunity to be honest at every moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but diligence, you do. You know, so this is a, a good one to think about and to be conscious conscious of, um, because ultimately, I think diligence comes down to something that we've talked a lot on the show about, and it's this idea of intentionality. Right, and that's why I think you know I think they say that it's a subvirtue of, of prudence. And you know, prudence is if prudence is the idea of like making sure to understand that you're supposed to do what you're supposed to thing that you're supposed to do at the right time mm-hmm. and, and fulfilling that obligation, then diligence would be the carrying out of of what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And seeing it to the end. So Proverbs right? correct. correct and seeing it to the end. And seeing right. it to the yeah. end. Because prudence that's an aspect of prudence is that you um work quick you know, like Take action at the right time, mm-hmm. and you actually do the action. Yeah, you assess you know. the situation, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. and then you, nice, and then you and then you apply it, right? So uh, Proverbs chapter ten verse four says, "Lazy hands make a poor man, but diligent hands bring wealth." Hmm. Proverbs is like, why we should be putting these in fortune cookies? That's a way better fortune cookie than no doubt whatever else is in there. I don't know. Actually, that's probably in a fortune cookie. But anyway, um, St. Thomas Aquinas has a couple things to say about diligence. Ooh, okay, good. Um, he says that diligence is twofold. That one is merely sufficient with regard to things necessary for salvation. So that you would be... What I think what he means by that is like you would have a sufficient amount of diligence that you would um, be... Vigilant enough to avoid mortal sin. That you would be that that level of diligence. Okay, like, well, I'm not going the extra mile here, but I am 
con- you know, like intentional enough with my life that I am making sure to remain in a state of grace. Okay, so that's what he says. One is merely sufficient with regard to things necessary for salvation. Okay. So that's one type of diligence. Um, and he said, such diligence is given to all who have grace, whom his unction teacheth of all things. Which I think that's what the reply to the objection is, is like, I think they were asking, you know, uh, is it, do you, do you have grace in order to be diligent? Are you in the state of grace? And so I think yeah. that's what he's, I think that's what he's talking right. about here is like, well, there's two Two diligence is twofold. Like right. there is one, which means when it's that, yes, two, two. all people who have grace have this. And then there's another one that right. just because you have uh, sanctifying grace in your soul doesn't mean you have this other more perfect type of diligence. Right. Um, uh, so he said, "There's also another diligence which is more than sufficient, whereby a man is able to make provision both for himself and for others, not only in matters necessary for salvation." but also in things relating to human life. And such diligence as this is not in all who have grace. Right. So, so it's, it's very similar to the natural versus supernatural virtues as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're infused with this grace, uh, then you're going to, you know, for that first one, you're, gonna, you're going to be diligent. Right. And But you can be not in a state of grace and be diligent in the second one. And I also think that there's... I don't know if this would be a third category or if this would actually fall into the second category, but you know, there's there. It's one thing to simply avoid mortal sin and thereby remain in a state of grace, you know, because by avoiding mortal sin, what you're saying is I didn't do anything to stamp out the sanctifying grace in my soul. Mm-hmm. So you know, you could do that with a with a minimalist attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, in fact, I think a lot of Catholics take this like. I am Which doing is like the imperfect you know, like, type of yeah, a- kind attitude. of yeah. It, that's a good analogy, I think. Second best analogy of the day, man. Not not better okay. than the first one, right? right sure, uh, but the, yeah, I think that's a good analogy. Where uh, I am going, hey, I go to mass on Sunday. I go to confession if I commit, you know, like I stay in a mortal. Uh, one this, is the absence, a void of something. The other one is is the yearning for the love right, of God. Yeah, and so the other one is. You know, forget just remaining in a state of grace. I am pursuing all of the grace. Right. You know, I, I want to be so diligent with my life, with the character, my choices, my decisions, and the type of person I am that I, you know, I don't want to just give an hour on Sunday. I want to give 24 hours on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and, and all the other days. days. Right. Right. Okay. So there's obviously a big difference there. And I think that that is a good segue to something else that, um, St. Thomas says about diligence. And he says that diligence seems to be the same as solicitude. Which means care, right? Like caring. Yeah. Or love. He says, he basically says that, solic- uh, that solicitude, he equates to the same thing as love. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, diligence comes from the word diligimus, which means in Latin, love, to hold dear, value, esteem, or favor, have special regard for. It's a more it's milder than amo, which is the typical word you would hear for love. But diligimus also is to have a love for. Okay, we'll pick this back up. We will diligently proceed with our conversation on the other side of this manly break. 
We have to take a break because this is also a radio show. Yeah. We're on the radio, people. People people got worried, like upset with us. People on the radio right now are like, I know. Yeah. I'm listening to you right now. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about diligence. You know what's a very diligent tool is a sawzall. It just destroys things. It carries with, out. It it wastes no time in destroying the thing you put before it. Right. Okay. So I want to ask you a question here. This is okay. this just stemmed to me whenever you were you, you were talking the right before the break about. The the, the love. Of love. Okay. And so this could be wrong. I don't know. I'm speaking off the okay. cuff here. So, okay. but you know, love is a choice. It's not a. It's not necessarily always a feeling, right? right? And so love is never a feeling, actually. Uh, so there's there's a chance. You know, the things that you carry out and see to the end, and you're diligent in making sure to complete, are the things that you actually show that is what you love. You care about, right? You care about because you couldn't you wouldn't be doing it unless you did it. And unless you loved unless you right. had to unless love you had for to it. Care for it, right? You care for it. And so if that's the case, then then you you take a look at your life and you're saying, "Okay, well what am I putting to my putting to the side or what do I start?" And I I, I may get excited about my initial project that I was working on and then it gets right. put to the side and it never finishes. I'm sure none of the men listening have, have can, ever done can this relate to this at all. You know, it's like I tell my wife when look, when you ask me to get something done, I'll get it done. Yeah, you don't have to keep reminding me every six months. Right. You yeah. Know? And so, so that so it goes to show, like, if you want to, if you want to have your a, joke. I'm sorry, that's your joke, but you, okay. I beat you to it. <laughs> so that's okay. Um, so if if you want to say like, okay, well, how diligent am I? Then you have to you have to ask, well, how much do I love this? Right. Is that and, right? I no. Mean, well, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think on a natural level, I think that would be more of like the the natural virtue. If the object of your love is a bookshelf, or if you're like a woodworker, and you know you desire and you have this diligent love, or you know this diligimus mm-hmm. for the end result, because you know the good of a bookshelf, then you will be motivated and you have this care and diligence for finishing the task. And a lot of times, halfway through the task is when all of the hard parts come becomes in. difficult. Right? It's difficult. You know, when it's monotonous, just like. When you have all these little things that have to be done, that's slow, you know, that you work all day mm-hmm. and you don't see much progress. Or you par- compa- uh, parallel this to your to your prayer life. You know, right. you, how many times have you started a devo- How many times have I started a devotion thinking like, oh, I want to do this. This is something yeah. I want to do. And then halfway through you it, hit it's, the like, wall. it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what? I, I don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, and so I'm you not, don't. And so I don't. But, yeah. it, you know, I think that that is, is one of my biggest, you know, Right weaknesses is that I always start projects wanting to, you know, with good intention, mm-hmm. you know, and I get excited about it, and then halfway through it's like, oh, this is hard. Right. And now I haven't. Now there's 13 different projects that I have sitting sitting in here, and yeah. I haven't finished completed any of them. So, with regard to that example that you brought up, what would take diligence to be a supernatural virtue is once again when the object of the virtue is God. So now when you desire love, when your love is him, is God, and that is my motivation for acting, now that becomes supernatural virtue. Okay, so if I am once again a woodworker, I'm now mo- making this bookshelf because God has given me this vocation. Mm-hmm. This is my, like St. Joseph, I am a woodworker. 
And he has given me, this is my work to do, to be sanctified. This is the work that will make me holy. And so I pursue it because I love him. So now, even though in both those situations, you desire to complete the bookshelf, one is desiring it on a natural level, and the Mm. other is desiring it on a supernatural level. Okay, and the supernatural level, I think, has a way of uh, managing our expectations a little bit. Because on the natural level, you want to be done. On the supernatural level, you want to work. You know, you both want to be complete the task because it's either you desire it to be done naturally or you desire with the will of God and he's given you this bookshelf to do, so you want to do it. But with the supernatural example, it's not, you're not like, oh, I just want to be done. I want to finish. The work itself is what you desire. You see? So now I'm not anxious to be done. I'm anxious to work. Because this is because I my the object of my desire is now him and not it. When it goes from it to him, that is, you know, it just makes the, a huge, it's a shift in mm. A, yeah, the sanctifying, totally. the grace received, and also just your attitude towards the work. Right. Okay. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, um, St. Thomas goes on to say that basically diligence is required um, in every in every every virtue requires diligence. Without diligence, it's, because it, it falls it's under not a prudence. Virtue. So it's because like, it's a pr- exactly it falls under prudence. Ultimately, yeah. If it's under prudence, they all you know there are several virtues that are in every virtue: charity, prudence, and that's just, I, mean, I mean I don't know if justice is in every virtue. Maybe it is. I don't remember, but. Anyway, I mean, and that's what St. Paul talks about, right? It's like, uh, run to win the race. You know, like, yeah. he, he talks about like being diligent and like knowing what your end goal is. So if you know what your end goal is, which is him, like if it goes not to the finish, if your end goal is not the finish line, but him, mm-hmm. like it's not the thing, but it's the person, right? The, you know, the God man, you know, mm-hmm. if it's Jesus, like what you were talking about, if you switch the idea of like, it's not just it, it's him. Mm-hmm then you're running to win the race, not to finish the finish line, but to be to get to heaven. Right, yeah, because on the natural level, you say, oh, I can only have the payoff when I'm finished. But on the supernatural level, be like, I'm just desiring to do the work because it's what's been given me. Every moment is the reception of grace by the diligence with which you devote yourself to the task you've been given. So this is why I said it, it comes back to this praying always. You know, like, this is this is the moment when you take your daily work mm-hmm. and turn it into a prayer. And we should do that. We should be striving, especially in our vocation, I mean, our vocational work, whatever the work is you do for a living. Um, all of the work you do, you know, whether you're even just doing the dishes, that's you should do this too, but especially your work work. That should be your, you know, like, a real prayer. You're like, you should do that with extra special attention, um, because that is unique. I mean, that's like your unique calling, whether whatever, so whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. called to do. You know, so we, everybody is called to do the dishes. We should all be doing the dishes well. But not everybody is called to be a woodworker or a salesman, you know, financial advisor, or an engineer. Right. You know, like you're the only one who's called to work on this engineering project. The way you know, so it's up to you to do it. You see what I'm saying? Um, 
So I wanted to read this prayer to St. Joseph. Uh, you know, we, we have both done the consecration to St. Joseph, which I just cannot recommend highly enough, and I, I know that you feel the same way. But to me, this prayer, the first time I read it, I keep this on my Actually, office. Actually, I recommend it. Whatever you do, I do plus one. Times two. Oh, okay. Plus see, I would say I'm times two for you. Well, then, so you then see, you're, I, you're, I win. You're I, times two, then I'm plus one of that. But see, then I'm also still times two. And then I'm plus one. See, you're just, you're stuck in at in addition land, and I'm way up here in multiplication. Well, that's okay? fitting. You're like in second grade, I'm in fifth grade. No, that's fitting. Fourth grade. It's first grade for me, but, you know, it's like whatever. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, read your, read your okay, prayer. Okay, so I read this prayer, and the first time I read this prayer, I'm not kidding, I, I did put it on my desk, but I would look at it with fear. And the, it's like the litany of humility. Yeah, no, like, it is. <clears throat> there were times where I said, "I will not pray that." Yeah, I honestly have said that. Where it's like, no, I was afraid to pray this prayer because it convicted me too much. Okay, and it's about this diligence. Okay, so it's oh, glorious Saint Joseph, mode. Oh, model. Sorry, my printer is a little weird. Uh, model of all who are devoted to labor. Obtain for me the grace to work conscientiously putting the call of duty above my natural inclinations to work with gratitude and joy in a spirit of penance for the remission of my sins, considering it an honor to employ and develop by means of labor the gifts received from God, to work with order, peace, moderation, and patience, without ever shrinking from weariness and difficulties, to work above all with purity of intention and detachment from self, having always before my eyes death, and the account that I must render of time lost, talents wasted, good omitted, and vain complacency in success, so fatal to the work of God. All for Jesus, all through Mary, all after thine example, O Patriarch St. Joseph, such shall be my motto in life and in death. Amen. Boom. Like That the, is epic. So the first time I read that, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to give an account for all like the... The time I wasted on YouTube, yeah, like, so oh man. So, uh, have you heard of the Last Dance, the the documentary on Michael Jordan? Yeah, maybe Hale, like the last episodes today or something. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah this weekend. So Haley and, right. and I are, are starting it, and okay. I, we, we were watching it, and uh, one of the things Michael Jordan said was was like, so so I push people when they didn't want to be pushed. Yeah, talking about being a leader. Yeah, so he's talking about being a leader. He's talking about like you know he had the idea of what the end goal was and he wanted to win. So it was like, so, so, uh, I was, you know, I pushed them when they didn't want to be pushed. I did everything that they didn't want to do at that time, but I was the lead, you know, he said, but I didn't ask anything of them that I didn't do myself. Right. And I'm sitting here thinking like, man, talk about, you know, talk about brotherhood and being, you know, an authentic friend is like, how many times have I not pushed, you know, mm -hmm. my, my friends Right. To be a better saint, right? And we we've lived in this complacency and in, in this idea of like, no, 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 we're doing okay, we're doing great, we're doing fine, yeah, we're winning, we have five championships, we're good, yeah, exactly, you know, you know, yeah. Like, How easy would that be? Yeah, vain complacency and the success. The vain complacency. Yeah, but I mean, Saint Joseph would have never done that. But if he, if, yeah, or you know, Michael Jordan didn't never do that. You know, not that these are comparing apples and oranges, but Michael Jordan never had this either. You know, he didn't have this idea of like complacency. He was like, no, no, no. Right. I'm only going to yeah, be five championships. Well, we don't have six. I'm only going to be a, a good basketball player for a short amount of time. We got to right. maximize this time. We're yeah. only in this life for a short amount of time. We got to maximize this time and be saints. Yeah. I thought I almost wanted to do a whole episode on anyway, that would be a weird episode, but on I Michael almost, Jordan uh, on, on the parallels of his life and in, in, in that documentary on and like striving for sainthood yeah because there's a lot of them I mean, yeah. every time I, i'm watching it, i'm like man that would be awesome. i mean they, 
just we want to be successful it just depends on what's the goal and, and are you willing to push other people right you should be you got a family bro yeah so we're on the lord's team the winning side so raise your glass cheers